You're listening to the Talk of the Tribe, Wapsie Valley Warrior Podcast, brought to you by Little Wapsie Communications. Their state-of-the-art fiber network is complete in Fairbank, ready to serve your home or business with the fastest internet in town. Orin Mutual Telephone Company, serving the area since 1911, Orin Mutual is a modern, independently-owned telephone company providing internet and telephone services to Orin, Iowa, and the surrounding rural area. RTC Communications. They are here to provide high-quality, superior service to you, the customer, by offering great customer service and the services you want and need to work and stay connected with family and friends. This is the Talk of the Drive podcast, coming to you from the center of warrior country. Here are your hosts, Zach Favors and Riker Oberly. Alrighty, welcome in to episode 24 of the Talk of the Tribe podcast. I am your host, Zach Favors, joined today by my co-host, Riker Oberly. How are we? Dude, I'm good. I had a good day. Uh, I'm finally back from Dallas, so that's... Sure, something. By the way, we'll, we'll talk about this for like 30 seconds. How was the Dallas trip? It was nice. It was really fun. We watched the Seahawks lose, but we actually played really well. We have the 49ers coming up, but we also went to the stockyard, and we saw a bunch of, <sighs> bunch of Longhorns. After that, we went we went to like a party of some sort, and we had this really nice Airbnb, and I had a really nice bed, and the pillows were like super soft, and you know, it was a fun time going there and coming back. All the things you do in Dallas, but hey, um, welcome back. We're back. I don't think we're going on any trips anytime soon. I don't know if we know of. I hope I hope not, because <laughs> I am sick and tired of leaving the state of Iowa. But uh, this is what it is. But uh, it is what it is. <laughs> welcome back to the Talk of the Tribe podcast. I know that you guys haven't really felt that because we've been doing weekly uploads. Because yeah. um, we did one before you left, we did mm-hmm. one before I left. But yep. it feels like it's been an eternity for it us. It has been a while. Since uh, we've recorded. And I will say, I guess it has been over a week because uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. And, today's uh, Thursday? Today's Thursday, yeah. Really? Oh, I guess I wasn't here Monday and then we did have school Wednesday. So I guess it is Thursday. Yeah, so we are back. Uh, we had a lot of stuff happen over the last few, uh, over the no last kidding. week. Um, opening night for boys and girls basketball, as well as they also had a second game uh, on Friday. And then uh, the Wapsie Valley wrestlers took the mat on Thursday to take on um, Jessup and Makokoto Valley. So we're not going to waste much time. I We got we got stuff to do. I got to go to Denver tonight. Riker's got to go home. Yep. We got stuff to do. So, uh, Riker was not here for any of this, so I'm just going to give my basic thoughts. I was watching, though. Yeah, so for for the opening night game against... um, AGWS. AGWS, thank you. Um, Sorry. (laughs) But uh, I think both sides, boys and girls, were able to control the floor. And I yep. think that's going to be a big thing going forward. Obviously, we talk about talk about it a lot um, with basketball and wrestling is being able to control your opponent, control the floor, control the match, control the game. That's very important. If you are in control, it makes your offense and your defense work more efficiently. You will be able to win games, be more likely to win games, I should say. And it's very important that uh, people control the floor. And... For Wapsie, 
especially the boys' side of things, they were in control from the start to the end. Oh, yeah. And uh, for the girls, on the other hand, I mean, they were in control the whole game until, like, the last two minutes when they <laughs> uh, gave up, like, 12 points in a row and made it a three-point game and made, Colin, made Colin and I sweat. What? Yeah. Can I say something real fast? I'm, I just want to say it. The Wapsie Valley girls' basketball team has a better record than the Wapsie Valley boys. What? Yep. Wapsie Valley girls are 2-1 with the wins over Union and AGWSR. The Wapsie Valley boys have lost against Union and Dyke New Hartford, but only won against AGWSR. Okay. Well, if you want to put this into perspective, what's the point differential of those games? Because I guarantee you the boys' point differential is probably a lot better than the girls. Um, Wapsie... Wapsie Valley girls. Because you remember the girls won against Union, the girl, fifty-two to thirty-four. The girls played Dyke. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. We didn't. We don't got. <laughs> I, I'm just like I, I. just have to throw it out there because we we have to talk about it. Actually, let's just get it out of the way. Wapsie Valley uh, versus Dyke. I will say I will. We'll finish AGWSR first. How about that? Right, that's cool. That's cool. So for the boys side of things, they were to control the floor. Ian Bazinski had a standout game that yep, night, yep. Um, along with everybody. Uh, by the way, I called it. Yeah, and um, we talked about it in the pregame. Was that how is Wapsie gonna be able to bounce back from losing Mason Harder, Andrew Westfall, um, starting five, Casey O'Donnell? Whole five. Yeah, I mean that whole starting five was just a bunch of really good basketball players coming into this year, where it's like. We don't really know what we're getting. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you have Ian Bazinski and, um, gosh, I'm blanking. Who's the other senior? Drew, Drew Sauerbrei. But they didn't get a lot of playing time last year. Nope. Um, well, and, you know what I'm, like, really impressed of? What? Uh, Tanner Bergman, his first game, got his first varsity start as a as a sophomore, and he's already, like, showing like he's good. Yeah, he's he's, he's the, really good. He's, he's going to be a uh, a lock in that center position that for the next few years. That is his first game as a varsity player and he got over 10 points. Obviously, Colin has a little bit of a uh, a connection or a biasness to him. Just a tad. Yeah, just just a little bit. Maybe because he hit a three-pointer, maybe because a Bergman hasn't hit a three-pointer in a very long time. Um, but hey, it is what it is. It might be because they're related, but that's just They just, are. That's just just throwing that out there. But um, for both of them, and for the entire boys team in general, this was a very needed, uh, a very need win game. That opening night game, you had to win that if you're Marty McCowan, because if you didn't, it was gonna be like, oh geez, we're in for the long haul. But getting that win really pushed things forward. And even though you took a loss to Dyke, you were still on that that thinking, that mindset of being like, hey. We can hang around with these teams that are very good because you gotta remember Dykes a class above us. Yep. In uh boys basketball. Not Still girls, our but boys. Like what the heck? Yeah, the conference I've said this before and I will say it again. The conference deal is the dumbest setup of Yo. a set of teams that I have seen in a while. If Wapsie Valley decided to move to Des Moines right in the middle, I guarantee We'd have to play with Southeast Polk and like Ankeny. Yeah, Anc- everybody. Ankeny Centennial, Des Moines uh Des Moines Valley, like 5A schools, <laughs> but they're still in our conference. They got to play them. They're in our conference. I feel so bad for any like right. suburb of suburb of like, like Waukee, Northwest suburb of LA. Yeah, <laughs> you're just dead. No, you yeah. just have no chance of winning any games in your conference. But hey, 
we talked about it before, and I think we have both voiced our opinion on this whole conference deal. And that is the fact that with these new conferences that we've had in place for a little while, um, they're still relatively in their in their native years, but they're they're still in their uh, their young years. But the organization of these conferences. Now, I am all for you would go not playing <laughs> somebody not playing somebody who is in your conference that is like an hour away. I'm okay with that or an hour and a half away. What I'm not okay for is people like Wapsie Valley playing teams like Dyke who are a class above yep. who are for some reason in our conference. It makes no sense. Yeah, that you should have you should break it down from what class you're in. And then break it down from your location. Because for a team like Dyke, who will play AP, who will play Union, like who plays us, who plays Jessup, who plays O-Line, you're going to have a variety of different classes, but they're all still in the same location, which doesn't make sense. NICL, listen up. Yeah, listen to us. Um, but anyways, for the girls' side of things, probably need to learn how to close games. <laughs> That was a oh my gosh! It was a heart racer. That was a sweat. That was a that was it. Yeah, a heart racer is a great example for that. And I think something that is gonna need be going forward is being able to close those games when you have a lead going into the fourth quarter and you have a commanding lead going into like the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Being able to shut it down is very important and not getting too far ahead of yourself. Um, to and even though they won, and I will say a win is a win, but. Need to be able to better close out games. Now, moving on to Dyke. And this was, uh, for Wapsie fans, we were on a high from that 2-0 start um, with the wins over AGWSR. And we kind of figured going into Dyke that this was going to be a little tougher. Obviously, the girls were massive underdogs. And, I mean, you got just, just got to tip your hat to Dyke. I mean, they were, they're the, they have... A incredible amount of athletes on that uh, that Dyke team, with uh, that, especially the girls side of things. They have incredible athletes over there, Dyke. Um, Riker, did you watch that? Did the you Dyke play? game? Yeah. Uh, that was Thursday, I believe, right? Mm. Thursday, Friday. 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 Well, I was, you know, doing my own thing in Dallas. You know, I was. I don't think I got home on Friday till Saturday, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I got home at like one thirty. Okay. Well, if anything, um. Just, I'll just put it real, really quick. Um, we expected this. I don't think if you're any Wapsie fan, you just gotta sit there and say, "Yeah, it's kind of like whatever." Um, we we know that how uh, athletic Dyke is. Now, the girls were in that game for most of it, yeah. and even though the score was like fifty fifty nine to eighteen or something, it was an absolute blowout. It's a better game than what it. Yes, what the perfect, was. and that was because the Wapsie Valley defense really showed up in the second half. If they could have played the type of defense they played in the second half that they did in the first half, or, wait, I have that backwards. Yeah, we know what you said. Yeah, if they could have played the type of defense the first half that they played in the second half, this would have been a lot closer game than what it was. And part of that is being uh, really defensive on the perimeter. Um, we didn't see until they started subbing in some of the uh, the juniors uh, who still play uh, junior varsity is that some of them, and like being a, a a defensive presence on the perimeter really helps. I'm looking at one person, and that's Jalen May. She was very good on the on the perimeter on defense. I was I was shocked because I have not seen a 
a really good perimeter defender. I mean, even though they uh, they stuck out Bailey Murphy at the perimeter, which she was a, a very good defender on the perimeter that night. I mean, Jamin had like four steals in like two minutes. I, it was crazy. And Colin and I were both sitting there like, wow, this is like this is something else. Because being able to pray that pray play that perimeter defense is uh, very important to kind of force turnovers and uh, make that offense not really work. Hold up. What are you looking at? This is nuts. I hate to sort of change the subject here. We're still in basketball. But Briggs Bamey is averaging 15 points a game with 45 points already on the season. What do you want from him? He's he's good. <laughs> he's wow. good. I, he's, he's, a, he's a sniper. Tanner he's Bergman a... averages 10 with 30. Dang. What does what what Bazinski average? Uh, 6.3 with 19 points on the season. Man, he really—he—he's more of a defensive guy. He's—he's he's very good on the defensive yeah. side. I—I'm um, just gonna throw it out there. Landon Molds has ten points on the season, averaging three point three. Shout out Landon Molds. <laughs> yeah, shout out Landon Molds. But um, yeah, I mean, and then uh, the girls on Tuesday. I was not there, nor was Riker. But um, right, you weren't—you weren't there. No, okay. I'm still driving. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was not there. I did not care to drive over to Union to go watch or broadcast that game. I just had no desire to go do it. So, um, what was the final score of that for girls? Do you know? Uh, Wapcha Valley took the dub, fifty-two to thirty-four. Really and, good game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get these lower scoring games with the with the girls, and you are the boys. But uh, still, I, it seems like from what the score says, they were able to kind of control the game. They were better at closing it out because I would imagine they had a lead going into the fourth quarter. Um, but what were some point totals, Riker? I don't think Varsity Bound has those in. Oh, great. Good job, Blake. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> Blake, run, do you not know that? I did not know that. Blake Pritz are, are stats. Yeah, you can blame it on him. Well, Hopefully he is not watching this, otherwise he might. He's probably watching this, let's be honest. He might just walk in and just slap me across the face. But hey. Or he could be listening through the door. <laughs> oh, I hope not, otherwise I just fumbled. But, uh... <laughs> um, Anyways, moving on to the boys' side of things, they played a absolute fantastic game um, on last Tuesday. Yeah, against yep. AGWSR, they were able to control the entire game. I mean, that's just the story of that. They were able to really control from start to finish. Riker, what do you got? Well, Wapsie Valley for, against Union. I mean, we both know none of us were there, but yeah, you can just tell by the. Story. I'm talking about AGWSR. Think you talking about Union for? That was like two conversations ago. It's okay. We can talk about AGWSR. I said, I said, <laughs> I said we're circling back to AGWSR. What? Do you even pay attention to these conversations? Every once in a while. So Briggs Bayman was the leading scorer with 18 points, followed by Tanner Bergman and Ian Bizinski, both at 14. Hey, hey, I mean, you, when you score 62, you gotta have some contributions from somewhere. By the way. Um, Dana Bergman on the season has 14 blocks. What? Bro's an actual brick wall. What? This guy is averaging, <laughs> like, what? what's 14 divided by 3? That's got to be over 4 blocks a game. I don't know, but I know that there's not a constant of proportionality, so He's... I'm out of this one. <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Tanner Bergman is averaging over 4 or three, four blocks a game. <laughs> God, that is insane. Hey, next game. Yes. Our next game is Denver tomorrow. The one and two Warriors go against 
going up against the two and two Denver Cyclones at the Valley. Yeah, be there. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it later in the show. But hey, uh, moving on. We talked about the Union game. Riker touched on it just a little bit. We're gonna talk about Dyke for a second. It was just back and forth. I mean, Dyke yep. could not miss a shot. I was watching that, and as I was broadcasting it, I'm like, man, they could not miss. They had. I mean, Wapsie tried everything in the book to try to stop their offensive attack, and it was just not working. But I do want to talk about somebody, and that is Jaden Greasy. His go. defensive presence down um, in the center position, he might not be as tall as Tanner Bergman, but he was able to hold it down um, in the paint for, for the Warriors, and that really helps uh, in a time where you know Tanner Bergman is not going to be able to run the floor the whole game, so you need somebody there. Because when we had Mason Harder, he was on the floor the entire game. Yeah, he never came off the field. Yeah, the, so the field, court, floor, the court, same. The court, the court. Yeah. There you go. Bases. And, uh, <laughs> for Jane Greasy and for especially Marty McCown to have uh, the diversity at the center position will really help down the stretch. So, and I, scoring points wise, I mean, we did all we could. I mean, like I said, Dyke just couldn't miss. But then in the Union game, oh boy, Riker, I don't. I re- again, I was not there. None of us were there, so we don't really know what's going on. You know, I try to go to as many as I can, but sometimes I just can't go. Yep. What did you have there? 62 to 35, right? Yep. I mean, you're just looking at it. No way. What? Oh, this is kind of off topic, but Union High School is like across the street from Casey. And? No, I'm just saying. Like, Casey's is so good. Oh, my God. I, I am not morning. doing this. No. <laughs> You had this. this morning. Morning. You live in Reedland. No, I had an orthodontist this, mo- this morning in, in Waverly. When did you have that this morning? I was there this morning. Like at seven o'clock. I was there. Where? When? Like at seven thirty. Dude, how does like everybody have orthodontist today? Because <laughs> Kitten went like in the middle of seventh hour. <laughs> On the other side. On of the Union yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. Back to topics here. Um, but uh, you're looking at it, and you're looking at Union, and uh, I think they're. What's their record? Three and one. Three and one. Three and one. Yeah. So uh, a very good team. I believe they're a class above us as well. Yep. Um. So obviously going up against these upper class opponents like usual because conferences don't make any sense. Whoop de doo. But uh, hey. Whoop de doo. He did what you could. Uh, Union just seemed to control the game there. Wapsie really not being able to get their offense going. So we're looking forward to tomorrow. Wapsie High will take on Denver at home. Cyclones come to the Valley to take on the Warriors. Riker, what are you looking forward to? Well, it's against Denver, so I'm going to keep it neutral here. As we mu- can say what we want. As no. much as I can. But on the Denver side, it looks like Logan Beattie. Beattie? Beattie. And Eli Ricketts, both seniors, are really their stars. Uh, Beattie has... 32 points on the season, averaging 8 points a game. And Ricketts has 74 points on the season and averaging 18.5 points a game. Yeah, so very, uh, it's kind of Dyke-like. You know, they had two really good guys, and, you know, everybody else is just kind of playing that role. Screen and roll. Role Pick player. and roll. Pick and roll. Screen and roll? Jeez. Well, I was thinking of like. Screen roll. <laughs> screen and roll. Screen roll? No. Pick and roll. Come on. You play basketball. Pick. Yeah, I'm not very good at it, but I do play. <laughs> I do play. Ride the bench. No. <laughs> um, you know, hey, somebody's got to do it. I was that way when I played basketball. For the one year I played basketball, I rode the bench, man. 
I don't anymore. I was. Well, I don't a, think I ever. Did. I was a football player playing basketball. <laughs> that that's who I was. As a really, kid. my job is just rebound and pass it back out for another three. <laughs> rebound. <laughs> <laughs> Rebounds. <laughs> yeah, like Charles Barkley. I guarantee I had like a double double every game. It's just rebounds and assists because I just throw <laughs> it out the whole time. But um, looking forward to that game tomorrow. Obviously, Colin and I will be on the call for that for the boys' game anyway. I tomorrow? believe. Yeah, I believe you are doing the girls with Colin. Hmm. I don't know the plan yet, but I believe that is the plan. You will be doing with Colin with the girls, and I will be doing Colin for the boys. Didn't know that. I don't know. That's what Blake told me. Gotcha. <laughs> we we just roll with the flow. We listen to our boss, which is Blake. We just listen to him and we just roll with the flow. But hey, every every once in a while, none of us know what we're doing, but that's why we just go with it. Yeah. And uh, moving on, we're gonna get to the wrestling part of this show, and uh, this is where Riker kind of just taps out. But yep. hey, um, Wopsy took on Jessup and Owen. No, not Owen. Jessup and Makoka Valley uh, last Thursday night, and. I was honestly really shocked at uh, that that duel with Jessup. And I'm going to cut to the chase. Obviously, Makoka Valley had a lot of open weights. That's kind of an excuse. You, you, you're going to beat a team that gives you 36 points at duel 8. <laughs> you're just going to. It'd be really hard to lose that. But, hey, we're going to move into the Wapsie-Jessup duel because that is the only thing I could care about. And <laughs> that Wapsie-Jessup duel was a, it was a good duel, but it had a little bit of a head-scratching moment at the end. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this right here, and I said it on the broadcast as well. I think what Brian Crawl did at the end of that duel was very smart. It was very, uh, he, had the, he had the plan. It just didn't work. And he tried to kind of, you know, move his lineup around because you had to know that Wapsie having an open weight at 120 was going to hurt him. And we say that all the time. Is, and that reason is because open weights in wrestling will kill you, mainly because you're giving a team a free six points. You're starting out six in the hole, and that is never going to work if you're facing a team that has an entirely full lineup plus a bunch of ranked wrestlers. Cheslip is a very good wrestling team. I believe that Wapsie should have been or is able to beat them, but... When you have an open weight, you're not going to beat them because you're starting six in the hole facing a team that has given you a run for your money the last few years. And Jessup has not, you know, had a, a good share of success against Wapsie Valley, and neither really is anybody else. But Wapsie now having a weakness, and Jessup was able to exploit it. For our English-speaking friends, Zach said that uh, Jessup is not as good as Wapsie Valley, but because Wap Wapsie Valley is able to beat them, but Wapsie Valley has to have a full lineup for them to beat them. Great summary. Thank you. All righty, looking into tonight. <laughs> tonight, Wapsie will take on Denver and O-Line, and uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview here. Wapsie Valley O-Line. Uh, Denver Owen, I'm not really looking forward into much. I think Wapsie and Denver are kind of just going to roll through that like they did last year. I still don't think Owen has a very full lineup. I can be wrong. I probably am wrong, but I don't know. Last year, I'm basing this kind of off of last year. Uh, Wapsie and Denver really just able to roll right through Owen because Owen didn't have an, uh, a full lineup. But I'm looking forward to seeing if Brian, uh, if Coach Crawl has this lineup figured out. If they have a guy at 120. We've known this for the last few years. That spot has been filled mainly because of the fact that Dawson Schmidt was there. Now, he didn't wrestle 120. I don't think I, I believe he wrestled 126, but 
that allowed somebody else to kind of move down and cut some weight to get to that weight. But um, I'm interested in this Wapsie Denver duel, and mainly because I think this is going to come down to who wins those coin flip matches. Obviously, the wrestlers who are ranked should be able to win, and they probably will. But those coin flip matches, and I'm looking at the front part of this lineup with uh, guys like Caden Belinsky, Landon Frost, Brody Kleitch. They're all coming off Chris Davis invite um, uh, champion there. Maybe, I don't think Landon Frost uh, won the Chris Davis, but I know Belinsky and uh, Kleitch did, uh, Brody Kleitch. And I'm looking was, at them. Was that that one tournament that I saw on Instagram? Yeah, it's, it was over the weekend. I saw Caden Decker won. Uh, Garrett Miller. Garrett Miller. Derek Hilsenbeck? Well, why don't we go check our good friend yeah. Adal? Get all Kaiser, check him out. By the way, while Riker's checking his phone, I gotta give a shout out really quick. I'm sorry I didn't say this earlier in the episode. What is up, podcast? Uh, Bubba Seaman has done a great job over there. He's given us a lot of love, and we have not been able to dish it back. But hey, we're we're gonna try. Um, go listen to his podcast. He had an episode release two days ago, I believe. It is really great. I was listening to it this morning on my drive here, and uh, it's a great study hall. Very good. Very good episode, but uh, go yeah. check him out. Yeah, I have the, our winners here. It's Kane Belinsky. By the way, go buy his merch. He's got some he merch, merch now. Yeah, he's got I'm merch now. I gotta, we got to buy some merch. we got to get some. But we got Kane Belinsky and Brody Kleitch, Dallas Tissue. Oh, I forgot about him. Easton Crawl. Kane Decker and Garrett Miller. Oh, wow. Okay. Got six of them. Nice. Yeah, six out of uh, 14. That's pretty good in my book. For sure. For <laughs> but, sure. uh... You know, it, when you're looking at that, and I was looking at that saying, okay, well, we should have six wins in this duel, but you never know. I, I really don't know Denver's lineup that well. Um, I know there's some guys in there that have given us some troubles in the past, and I expect those uh, those matches to be close, but I think it's going to come down to two things. If Wapsie is an open weight, that's going to hurt him a lot. And who is going to win these coin flip matches in those matches that you really don't know who's going who's gonna to win what? That's going to play a big factor in tonight. Um, and finally, we have two segments today. We're going to start with the first one. We're going to go to screen time. I also, I haven't told Riker yet, but I got a new segment that he's probably going to really like. Okay. <laughs> Should we do the Athlete of the Week because it's back? Oh, sorry. We got three segments now. We have the Athlete of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the talk of the tribe, Athlete of the Week. Wait, do I not get a say in this? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. Okay, go for it. The talk of the tribe, Athlete of the Week, sophomore, Wapsie Valley Boys basketball team, ladies and gentlemen, breaks Bamy. Really? Oh, yeah, easy. What? Who do you think? Tanner Bergman. Well, I mean, Bamy has more points. He this has... guy's averaging four blocks a game. Well, I mean. He... Who does that? Bamy's averaging like three assists, like two rebounds. Oh, my gosh. 18 points. All right, whatever. Sorry, Tanner. Tanner's going to yell at me. I guarantee he will have it, like, eight of them by the end of the season. Tanner's going to yell at me in uh, in uh, in biology tomorrow. He's just going to scream at me. Well, I mean, if you're listening to Tanner Bergman, shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? Oh, man. I mean, what was I doing yesterday? Do, do I even know? What was I doing yesterday? No, <laughs> you don't even know. Okay, I'll say mine. Three hours and 53 minutes for me. So there you go. Hours and fifty-three. What do you got? Hopefully, I win. I haven't. I haven't won in a little bit. Yes, you have. When did I win? Like the last episode when I set the record. 
Oh, well, no, because Marty beat me. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Was Marty the last episode? Oh, uh, no, that was Keelot. Oh, yeah, I had uh, four hours, 18 minutes. So that's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Four hours, 18 minutes. All right, sounds good. Um, All right, so now we're going to move into our final segment of the day. That is... We have an ag update. We have an FA update now. Oh, yeah. I know Riker's going to be really excited I about love this. this. So, um, if you didn't know, I'm an FFA. Are you? You're an FFA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're wearing an FFA shirt. But, uh, by the way, go get the FFA shirt, sir. I guess I think the clothing store is closed. But just go yeah, ask Miss Willie for an FFA shirt. Maybe you'll get one. At Miss but, underscore Willie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but um, I'm doing an SAE project for my FFA. And uh, this is my SAE project, the podcast. So, Really? I had to get some ag in here, so I got I got an ag update here on my phone. Are you going to read it? Yeah, we're going to read it. It's going to take me a minute. So, it says, Greetings from the Wapsie Valley FFA. There are many exciting things going on in the ag department, from fruit sales to getting the greenhouse ready, preparing for contest season, and much more. Here are a few messages from the chapter officer team. The December chapter meeting will be December 10th at 6 p.m. and will take place in the ag room, which is... Um, That's this Sunday. Yeah, which is on the... By the weight room. Door by the weight room. South... West corner of the school? Something like that, yeah. Southeast corner of the school. There we go. Southeast corner of the school. Um, during this meeting, we will recognize our Discovery, Greenhand, and Chapter Degree recipients, which is levels of degree based on class. So, Discovery is junior high, or Greenhand is freshman, and then I believe Chapter is sophomore. That makes me a Discovery. Yep. Sure. You, you have to fill up an application. Did you? Wonderful. <laughs> I said, did you? No. Okay. I don't think I've gotten it yet. Uh, I don't think I did either when I got mine, but... Uh, I think we should read the, I think we should read the paragraph. <laughs> After the regular meeting and degree ceremonies, the holiday party will take place. We hope to see all of our members and anyone interested in joining or just being there as guests uh, there. The Fall Fruit Sale fundraiser has wrapped up and our members raised over $20,000 for our chapter. Fruit will be delivered and sorted on December 12th and will be delivered shortly after. Thank you for all our... Take, jeez, th- Louise. You got this. Thank you to all our amazing community members who have supported our chapter through this through this fundraiser. Contest degree and proficiency award season is almost here. If you are interested in participating in a contest or applying for a proficiency award, be sure to contact Miss Willie. Now, for me, I'm doing creed speaking, um, which I guess you can do creed speaking too or conducts, but I think you should do ag CSI. That's what I did. What does that do? Why don't, so, why don't you tell our friends? It's like, Ag CSI is what I did in junior high. It's basically, they give you a big problem, like, trying to grow agriculture, grow plants on Mars, and you have to figure out how to solve it. On Mars? Yeah. And Wait. it's with a group. You do, like, a group presentation. Really? Yeah. For like me, yeah. Why don't we just call Elon Musk to do that? I mean, guarantee he can do it. Whatever, fine. <laughs> um, but for me, I'm doing Creed Speaking, which is, uh, the FFA Creed was created by E.M. Tiffany a long, long time ago, I believe back in the 1930s. And uh, it was um, adopted at the third national uh, FFA convention and has been revised a few times uh, since that. I think it's on its third revision now. Um, But it's a five-paragraph creed. It's about kind of what the FFA stands for, what the FFA is about, what it plans to do. You have to recite this from memory, and then judges will ask you questions about what the creed means to you, what do you think about the creed, what do you think we should add to it if we were to revise it again. Kind of that sort of stuff. It's like, it can last a long time. (laughs) I've watched some videos on it. Some creed speakers have a presentation that's like 20 minutes long. It is insane. 
Yeah, some are like five minutes. I and can't even some sit are down 20. for twenty minutes. We have been sitting for over thirty. So well, I mean, <laughs> kind of took away my joke there, Zach. <laughs> hey, I'm just stating the facts. But um, <laughs> I think that's all. So a recap. We're looking forward to tomorrow. Um, we are also looking forward to tonight when Wapsie will take on Denver in a wrestling duel as well as O-line. Um, basketball will play Denver JV varsity at home uh, starting at 4 o'clock uh, tomorrow with the JV girls, JV boys to follow, and then varsity girls will follow them followed by the varsity boys. I don't think we have anything over the weekend. Maybe robotics over the weekend, but I don't think so. Um, and then we have a new ag report, which I just read. talks about ag um, programs. We have our Target of the Tribe Athlete of the Week, which was Briggs Bamey. Runner-up was uh, Tanner Bergman. By the way, before we sign off, check out the Wapsie, or check out, check out the Talk of the Tribe Instagram page. Um, ah. I think it's Talk of the Tribe Podcast on Instagram. Um, follow us. Give us a follow. Check it out. I'll be posting a lot of stuff from our Subscribe from our to podcast this YouTube reporting. channel. Yeah, subscribe to Wapsie the Valley Wapsie Valley Athletics. Athletics channel. Follow our Talk of the Tribe Spotify channel. Make sure to like, subscribe, and turn and turn those <laughs> post notifications on so you never miss another video. Hey, if you don't want to miss the live streams, whenever we go live oh, and uh, yeah. start doing boys tomorrow, uh, boys basketball and girls basketball tomorrow, be sure to do that because then you'll be uh, updated when we go live tomorrow. So, we thank you for listening to episode 24 of the Talk of Tribe podcast. Make sure to follow all social media accounts. Check us out. If you have anything, you have questions, comments, concerns, I don't know, compliments, we'll take them. <laughs> Contact, like contact Brett, Blake, Riker, and myself, Zach. <laughs> and uh, we thank you for listening to episode 24 of the Talk Tribe Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Bavers, joined today by my co-host, Riker Oberly. And until next time, Go, go Warriors! Warriors.